Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. on a whole host of subjects football mental health films tv conspiracy theories writing wrestling serial killers music and more today's show we're going to talk some wrestling and uh, in particular wwe hell in a cell but also some AEW and nxt uh, it was an interesting show very interesting indeed uh, but I'm super hyped to talk about it anyway. I apologize in advance if I drop any swear words or curses. Because <laughs> I've got, got a feeling there may be some. To join me and work through the show, I have one of my favorite people, as always, to talk wrestling. You'll find him featured on Post Wrestling, whether it's writing or interviewing names from the wrestling world. Uh, joining me today is Mr. Andrew Thompson. Welcome, buddy. It's good to be back per usual, man. Get to talk to Graps with my man, Sai. So let's get into it. Hell in a Cell and AEW and New Japan Pro Wrestling, King of Pro Wrestling coming up next week. And it's a lot of stuff, man. NXT and NWA tomorrow debuting on YouTube. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, That's that's going to be cool. cool. And it's it's only one hour. It's only one hour. hour. Like like that. I like (laughs) one hour. (laughs) Perfect. What a... What a time to be a wrestling fan, mate. It's, uh, it's unbelievable. Like, last week was just incredible. Um, like, even if you take into, don't take into consideration whether you thought Raw was good or SmackDown was good or whatever, just having those big shows like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then the pay-per-view Sunday, just incredible. Mm, definitely, definitely is. Great time to be a wrestling fan. It's a great time to be involved in wrestling media. It's like oh, it's, it's, a, it's a lot of stuff going on, man, and a, a lot of people to talk to. It's it's interesting, and it's fun to watch. Like if you you know, if you just enjoy yeah, it, but it must be, yeah, it must be cool though because like this because there's so much, so many companies on TV and and all these new ventures and stuff. There must be like people wrestling wrestlers and people from companies who want to speak to you know you you guys are post wrestling and yourself who because they want to talk about their product they want to get people watching their products 
Um, mm. uh, you got any, any NWA guys coming on, or had any? And have you recorded any with them? NWA guys, oh, Allison K, the NWA World Women's Champion. Interview her. Um, I can't think of off off the top right now, but I'm excited for um, NWA Power tomorrow. Like that's that that that's like a a nice little sidebar to everything that's mainstream right now. Like, and it's you know it's easy to be easily accessible. You just go on YouTube. Or their um one of their streaming services like or any streaming service and watch their product is one hour every Tuesday, and I'm pretty sure I, from from the spoilers that I saw the content is gonna be good. It's gonna be a throwback feel. So I'm actually excited for that. Like I, I don't know why. Like I like the uh, of course I like the mainstream stuff, but it's like seeing the NWA you know come back into resurgence and just you know doing what they do. It's always good to see more promotions out there. And then we got NXT UK on Thursday, so every week is every day of the week is filled basically except for the weekends but you got pay-per-views so that's a lot of stuff to watch man yeah i i'm really excited about nwa i um i saw the pictures so it's like a throwback 70s and 80s nwa in you and i just think it looks wicked really looking forward to it and uh, like i watch um MLW on YouTube a lot um, because oh, oh my goodness, I forgot about MLW. It's on it's on YouTube, and I I find it really entertaining. MLW, like they've kept me. I watched it once, like just as a I'll check it out kind of thing, mm. and I've watched it pretty much every you know every episode ever since. I've missed a couple, but generally I watch it all the time because I just really enjoy it. It's entertaining. It's an hour. So it's not like taking up your whole evening. Uh, and it's good. It's good. So let's talk. Let's talk Hell in a Cell first. And then we'll go to the other stuff then after that. What um, what were your overall thoughts of Hell in a Cell, Matt? I think the show peaked at the beginning. And then it <laughs> slowly went down like after I mean, it wasn't a bad, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I, I don't like to call stuff bad, like, when it wasn't, like, that bad, like, overreacting type bad. Like, the show started off really high. Like, that Sasha and Becky match, that was a real, real good Hell in a Cell match. I enjoyed that match. That that was the match of the night for me, for sure. And then Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns, they put on a real nice match with Rowan and Harper, which was expected because there was, a, like, four titles and guys in the ring. And I felt like Rowan really got to show out during that match of what yeah. he can do. Because he's always been like the, you know, the background guy. And everybody knows how much of a beast Luke Harper is. So that was just, you know, furthermore spotlight on him. And then for them to be able to, you know, put on that, uh, you know, classic heels versus baby face match with Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns. And the crowd was going crazy for Daniel Bryan. And I know people really expected Daniel Bryan to turn. I, I, I was kind of expecting it, but... You know, you you can't complain about Daniel Bryan. He dude's legit one of the best in the world. And then uh the like from there the show kind of just, you know, it, it it didn't go all the way down, but it just show started off really hot and then just slowly cruised down a little bit. It went to autopilot. That's a good way yeah. to describe it. I think what was frustrating for me is that where they so they only announced I think like three or four matches until the day of the show. And what frustrated me is 
they could have done some really cool matches, like added some really cool matches to the card. Mm-hmm. Like, and they didn't. They did like Natalia and Lacey again. Well, I saw that for the last three weeks on Raw. Um, Baron Corbin and Chad Gable again. The Viking Raiders and Braun versus the OC. And I like I'd rather have seen like the OC versus the Viking Raiders in a normal tag match, but say it's for the number one contenders match. Give them twelve minutes and let them really show what they can do. Like let them have a really good tag team match with things. Mm. And I'll do like AJ versus uh, Chad Gable for the uh, US title. Just give us something new and like a little glimpse into, you know, when the draft comes, we're going to get loads of different combinations and matches and you're going to see fresh content. And it felt very much the same. That was how I felt. Um, I'm not going to no. comment on the main event until later because I'm going to go off on one. <laughs> I can't. I can't wait to hear that. That's going to be good. That's going to be funny, right yeah, there. I, but you, I mean, you might be surprised. I think I, I got a slightly different opinion to the majority of people, but not really. Like only a little bit. So, first match, yeah, as you mentioned, was uh, Sasha and Becky in the. Hell in a Cell, probably, well, it was match of the night, was superb uh, from start to finish. What I really liked about it is they um, they kind of did some stuff that I hadn't seen before. Yeah, they got creative. Like, yeah, yeah, because you see so much stuff in these Hell in a Cell matches where it's, it's the same stuff every year, run the face against the side and just all this kind of same, same old, same old. Um, mm. My one sort of complaint is that since they turned Becky heel and uh, not Becky Sasha, Sasha heel mm. and turned Bailey heel, they've done nothing with them other than beat them. Be- uh, Bailey's lost the title. I felt like Sasha should have won, and then have Becky chase if you're going to keep them on the same show. If you're not going to keep him on the same show, then Becky could have gone and chased on SmackDown. I felt like to really peak Sasha's heel turn, she needed to win today or win yes in this match and then go from there. But now Becky's beating her twice and it's like, where does Sasha go now? Yeah, definitely. Um, so I, I, I felt like if see it's like two way a two way street with this i do feel like sasha should have won that match because you she she's been built the right way since she came back and it, it felt like it was all leading to her eventually becoming raw women's champion and that's what it felt like but you know they didn't go through with that but another thing is um with becky lynch i like i it's like i don't know if they're going to keep her and seth rollins on the same brand cuz i mean i like they, you know, they keep couples together uh, on the same brand, and like that's just the thing. You know, Jimmy Uso and Naomi, uh, couples just stay together. That's the, I guess, that's yeah, how yeah. it works. So I don't know if they're going to split. I know they aren't going to split Becky and Seth up. And another thing is they got the draft. Like once they got the draft coming up this Friday, which this episode will be released on that day, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Yep. See, there it is. So the draft's coming up. So I don't know if Becky is staying on or staying on Raw, but she might be. I know she's getting heavily, heavily promoted for SmackDown. But I don't. I got a feeling she might be staying on Raw, and then maybe Sasha and Bailey go to SmackDown. It's like it's it's like you know two it's like two way street here trying to like think about things because yeah. you, you have Sa- you have Sasha win the the Raw Women's Championship then she got to go to SmackDown it's like you know what's the point but if she is staying on Raw then it's gonna be a lot of a lot of gripe from people I'm just saying that right now yeah and like the problem is now as well is because they took the title off Bailey yeah I, I wondered whether they would put Sasha and Bailey on SmackDown before this match. I thought they might move them two to SmackDown, Charlotte and Becky to Raw, and then I thought Sasha may turn on Bailey the first night of, like, after the draft. After the draft, yeah. Um, and kind of what they've done with Daniel Bryan almost and turn Bailey super heel, uh, super babyface again, and have Sasha be super heel because she's turned on Bailey and go after the title that way. Um, but I say, but see, the thing is about Bailey, like with her character, she doesn't think she's a bad person. She yeah, doesn't think she's a heel. Oh. Like that's the good thing. Bailey believes she's just being Bailey, and she's not doing anything wrong. And did you see at the end of their um, both of their matches how the camera like zoomed in on both of them and like caught them like in their respective like emotional moments? Like that, like, that, yeah, that kind of yeah. made me wonder like, what is that? Like, is that is that building to something? Because Sasha looked frustrated. Bailey looked frustrated, so I wonder like how that's gonna turn out. That's like was very interesting to me. Tell you what, it would be quite interesting if if they come out on Raw tonight and uh, they like just mess up the Kabuki Warriors or something like really like go like do a brutal brutal assault and just take out all their frustrations on them. And because you know they could do like a fifteen-minute match, those four, and they could be unbelievable. And oh, I yeah. kind of think like, because I don't think they can do Sasha and Becky again because she's beaten her twice. So it's a bit like, where do you go now with Sasha to get a heat back, and what what storyline does she go into? Which is mm-hmm. why I wondered whether they would go with and finally pull the trigger on Becky versus, uh, God's sake. Bailey versus Sasha <laughs> on SmackDown, uh-huh. and uh, yeah, they haven't. So I don't know. But there were some awesome uh, spots in this town. The cell. I really liked the uh, when Banks hit the meteora on Becky through the table. Oh, that was that nice. Was so good. That was nice. So did did, did, did you see the um the replay of that? I don't know if you did. Yeah, it was yeah. on, it was on Becky. She she like jumped into it. Like she Becky was not gonna let that moment go down without that table breaking. Like she flew to catch Sasha, like for that meteor so she could fall back harder and never break the table. I was like, that's how you get it done. You gotta yeah. make it happen. You gotta make it happen somewhere. You gotta make it happen somewhere. But yeah, that was I like that spot. And the one when Sasha did it to the ladder too. That yeah, man, yeah. that looked mean. Yeah. They, they 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 went all out, man. They they went all out, and they definitely matched tonight for sure. Yeah, and and do you know what this proved again is with these with the four horsewomen is if you give them like time in a pay per view match, they will put on barn burners. Like Becky has had the two best women's matches in the WWE of the last probably two years in. 
the evolution match with Charlotte and, and this and you know she gets a little bit of criticism about her match quality and stuff like that but I just thought this was just enjoyable from start to finish the only thing I question would be the you know the winner um, but Becky's the you know she's basically the face of the whole company yeah. so I, I can see yeah. why they wanted to keep the title on. Like I, I, say, I, I couldn't imagine it was like a tough decision. I mean, I couldn't imagine it wasn't a tough decision because you don't want to have Sasha come back and all this steam just for her to lose. But at the same time, dude, Becky Lynch is literally the face of the company. The video game you make with her face on it as the cover is coming out in like two weeks. Like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, not saying she has to be champion, but why wouldn't she yeah. be champion when that comes out? You know, like, it's, it's like, it's like a double-edged sword. Like you can't. It's like a win-lose situation. Win, well, a lose-lose situation, and a win-win situation at the same time. Like is you know. Is there a, is there a way that they can do Becky versus if they stay on the same brand? Is there a way they can do Becky and Sasha again, or do you think they need to just leave it? Uh, well, right now, else? right now, the, the next pay per view is um, the Saudi show, and I know they aren't wrestling at that. They ain't going on that. Uh, that ain't happening. Well, I mean, it, it almost happened last time with Natalia and Alexa. That almost happened, but it didn't. They canceled that last minute. Uh, I'm looking at the calendar right now. The next pay-per-view is Survivor Series, November 24th. So, I mean, you got a ways to go just, just to see how uh, how they build it. But if they do, um, you know, stay on the same brand through the draft, I definitely think they're going to pull the trigger on Sasha Banks and make her a champion. I just think right now, like, like W, like it, this week is just like weird for them because it's like Friday is the official reboot. So now they just stuck in this like this holding pattern, and like, and then you had the Saudi show coming up on the thirty first. Like it's just like a weird pattern for them right now, or where like they're stuck. But I think once Friday comes, we should have a more clear vision of how storylines are going to play out, and you know stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean. What makes no sense is that they should have done the draft before the move to Fox, or if they wanted, if Fox they, wanted it, they should have done say, it the first show. I said they could have did. Remember, they just had the superstar shakeup in, in this year in May, and yeah. <laughs> they just we just had a superstar. We just had a superstar shakeup, and then now we got a draft a couple months later. So it's like, you know, I. I I mean, you know, it. Uh, I, I I try not to be like you know super negative all the time. Yeah. You know, because I don't like doing that. I like being you know positive and try to look at the positive stuff. But like, if this is the product that is being presented when you have the availability of both rosters, what are you gonna do when both of those rosters aren't available? You just gonna have one roster. You're gonna have a solid set of. People, you can't go over the wrong and say, "Oh, I need this person. Can I use this person?" Is and and the only time that's probably going to be uh, done is around Survivor Series, and we don't even know if they're doing the um, you know, the the the, the traditional Raw versus SmackDown theme pay per view this year, which I hope they don't. I miss the old Survivor no. Series, just regular championship matches, and just save the five on five for the end of the show. Uh, do your women's and men's uh, five on five, and just leave it at that. You know. That's what yeah. I miss about Survivor Series, but yeah, yeah, I'd like to see a, like a team Becky versus team Sasha and Bailey. That could be quite interesting. See who they bring up, especially if they have a couple of 
like new faces come up from NXT maybe because you could have like um, do you remember when you might be too young this show my age now but do you remember when um, uh, when CM Punk debuted and he was on a team oh, no. oh wait time out too young yeah too young. I'm, I'm... I'm I'm offended by it. That was like what was that when he first debuted at WWE? What was that like 2005? I don't know. No, I don't know. I, yeah, I suppose it's not that long ago, is it? Two years. Too young. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, bro. That was bad maths. So yeah, man, you know when he I'm, you I'm know when he debuted? <laughs> I do apologize. I'm sorry, man. I uh, got my maths all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so. When CM Punk debuted, he debuted just like around Survivor Series, and he was straight in a team with DX. Yeah, um, I think he was with RVD or someone like like he had a real like super babyface team. I think yeah, and um, Jeff Hardy, Jeff Hardy, CM Punk. That's it, yeah, yeah. And it, and he got really over straight off the bat from being with these super babyfaces, and I feel like if they're gonna bring up any women from NXT. Whether they're heel or faces, they could, or even if they bring back like Liv Morgan or Ruby Riot, I think Ruby Riot's not ready yet, but like Liv Morgan, Sarah Logan, ready for the reboot. If they're going to do something with those girls, they could probably do a lot worse than put them on Team Sasha or Team Becky in like a big five on five match for Survivor Series rather than. Just put in Alexa and Nikki and, you know, just the usual faces, Natalia. Let's get some new, fresh faces in there. Get some returning faces in there and try and do something with them on these rebooted rosters. Yeah, say for the uh, the traditional matches. Honestly, I, I was kind of hoping that. Uh, I, don't, I don't think it's the direction that's going that is going to go, but I was hoping that we get Sasha versus Bailey at Survivor Series. But I don't, right now, yeah, I, I, don't, I, I don't know. But for the Survivor Series match, man, I think just if you want to make it mean something, just add stakes to it. Make yeah. make like okay, I, I I I'm 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 a part of Raw. You're a part of SmackDown, so we got to fight. Okay, but I was just on SmackDown a couple weeks ago or a month ago. And we're, and we're talking as if Survivor Series was today. I'm, I, I was just on SmackDown a month ago. And I was on SmackDown for the majority of the summer. But I hate you because you're on SmackDown. Like, it, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, so, because of the, the wild card rule. So now, like, you just add stakes to it. Do, do something like, if, if, the, if the last person, the person who's a sole survivor, they get the number 30 spot and they respect the Royal Rumble match coming up. Do something like that. Yeah. That, that, that. See, that will make it very, and then you could you could build feuds just off that because it's like, okay, let's say it's it's three three people left on Team Raw, one person left on Team SmackDown. The the third number thirty spot in their Royal Rumble matches on the line. You think you gonna let that other person get that pinfall, or yeah. like who, or whoever, whoever's the last person to p- the pin whoever or whatever like that? You you think you gonna let that other person get that pinfall? No. As soon as you pin them, drag them out the ring. You know, it's it's like you could create stuff just based off that. You like one little thing. Yeah, you could have teammates turning on each other at the, at the end, but not to cost them the match. No, you to, just want the to get the, just you on the spot. Yeah, it's that simple. But those matches are always fun, like regardless of what happens. Like those yeah, are always fun matches, like, regardless. 
Yeah, they have. I um, I wonder what they're going to do with Survivor Series this year. I just hope they... I just... What I want from them, I want them to just make an effort. I feel sometimes like they're on autopilot or just kind of just cruising through, doing the bare minimum instead of putting some thought into it and actually tell a long sto- a long-term story mm. but know what the end is know what the start is and then fill in the middle rather than booking week to week by the seat of your pants just kind of like oh i don't know well this week daniel bryan's a heel with eric rowan but now he's super baby face daniel bryan again like that's not long-term planning they've changed it as they're booking week to week um and it's frustrating it's real frustrating um so the next match was the tornado tag which i i really enjoyed this match um i wasn't expecting anything from it it was roman reigns daniel bryan defeated luke uh, luke harper and eric rowan um but yeah it was real real fun Uh, they'll say that like that that this match did nothing but show me like how big of bigger stars Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan are. Like they are like mega stars in WWE and it showed yeah. just how like they're able to gauge the crowd and but by, by just make just by simply making their entrance. Like people yeah. love Roman Reigns, people love Daniel Bryan. And like it like that right there kind of shows you why they turned Daniel Bryan to face again. Like yeah. you, you see the way people react to this dude, but the one one thing I really noticed about this that Daniel Bryan didn't he doesn't do the yes thing anymore. Yeah. Like he when he came to the ring, he just did his regular walk. When he you know usually when he clamps to the top of the turnbuckle and he does um the yes thing, he didn't do that at all. So that 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 kind of makes me think like it's just a, you know, there's a slight chance he might still be here. But I mean, either Daniel Bryan is fine with me. But yeah, like you said, that was a real fun match. Uh, like you know, in any time you got two guys like that, two superstars, and then you got guys like Luke Harper and Eric Rowan who could pretty much go with anybody. Like it's you know, it's gonna be a good match. And like you said, like when they like you don't really expect anything out of it, but when you see how good it was, you like at the end of you like, damn, all right, <laughs> that that was good. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And what I like about Daniel Bryan as well is you say about the not doing the yes things, so. There is that slight chance that you're thinking, is he going to turn? Is he going to turn on Friday on SmackDown because he's not doing the yes chance? But also, he's gauging. He knows that if he builds it up over a few weeks, and people will notice, oh, he's not doing the yes chance, but the crowd are doing it. And then eventually, in a few weeks' time, when he finally does do the yes chant, mm. the pop will be huge because. Daniel Bryan is one of the best in the world for reading the room. Even when they did like the the handshake, when they did the handshake at the end after the match, how many wrestlers would have teased the handshake and then just done it, like teased it for a few seconds Mm. and then just done the handshake and then that was it. But they, Mm. the both of them, they waited, they waited, they, the one of them pulled it away, then then Roman turned away. Yeah, they milked him. They milked it. And because they read the room, they could read that the fans really wanted to see it in 
building, so they they made them wait for it. And I feel like not every wrestler, certainly in the WWE, would have been able to quite do that. They would have just rushed into it a bit. And it just Daniel Bryan, man, I um I want my I want heel Daniel Bryan real bad. I really wanted him to be with Luke Harper and Rowan. Uh, I feel like that would have been a real cool element to it. But Daniel Bryan is babyface. He's like super babyface. So cool. So it's win-win, as you say. Daniel Bryan is the man. That, that, like, that's, that's all that. But I, I do agree with what you're saying because when, when he came back initially from that uh, you know, concussion thing and he had the whole emotional speech, the guy was like literally the biggest baby face on earth. And then like within a matter of months, he just turned it. Just and he, another guy. Like it, it worked so perfect. Like as Daniel Brown, he looks like he's crazy as hell. Like, but, <laughs> <laughs> so when you see like how he quickly just turned it like that, and then he went and had this such a great heel run. It's like, you, you know, you, you, you kind of want both, but I feel like at the same time, the reason people favor the heel it's because that's what we've seen for the past number of months. And we haven't seen babyface, like true babyface Daniel Bryan since like 2014. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, you, you know, we want the most recent thing, but he is great in that heel role. But I like, like, like we talked about earlier, like just now, we, we don't know because he's not doing the yes thing. And he's still got the whole Planet Champion logo in his entrance, Titantron. So, I mean, you, you know. It, it, it might still be a possibility. Do you know what else they could do? Especially with like AEW and the way the wrestling is these days, where they're trying to they're trying to get viewers in. Is on Friday, rather than Daniel Bryan turning, maybe Roman Reigns will turn instead. Oh no, that's, that, that's that, the sort that, of thing that Vince will do. Bro, let me tell you something. Bad if idea. There, if there is one thing in this world that is not going to happen. Yeah. Is Roman Reigns being a heel? He is not turning like ever, ever. I, I I truly feel the main event of WrestleMania 36 is going to be Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar for the WWE Championship. That's is truly, truly what I think. Like honestly, like I mean, you can, can you like really combat it? Like the way they've been booking Roman Reigns post WrestleMania has been like kind of good. Like you can't, I can't lie. Like I yeah. I've, I've never been like the biggest. Roman Reigns, the character guy, never been. But the way he's been presented since he's came back from uh, beating leukemia has been like no complaints. Yeah, he's not being he's not been forced in title pitches. He's been in good feuds. He's helped elevate guys like Buddy Murphy. Like, and even though people say, well, he did, well, Buddy Murphy's not on TV. Well, that's not his fault. That but that Buddy that Buddy Murphy isn't on TV. But Buddy Murphy was on TV. And had a real good match in Roman Reigns that was partially in credit to Buddy Murphy being so good. Like, but it's not his fault that WWE just isn't using Buddy Murphy, but he got to be in that spotlight with one of their biggest stars. So I mean, like, to, to say that the, the main event of WrestleMania 36 could be Roman Reigns winning the title, it's like like it's not really nothing to complain about because he really hasn't been doing anything complain worthy over the past whatever months. Yeah, my only complaint about that is I don't want to see that match again. Oh, I don't like, either, but you know. <laughs> but yeah, I agree with you. They they they've they've kind of stepped back from just trying to get him 
to the top and to, they they had this thing of they just wanted him to be the center of everything, the top of everything. Yeah, they, they were trying to force him to be much. over, and it wasn't yeah. natural, but now it's natural. Yeah, it is. I just wonder, I do wonder if when he does eventually go to the title picture, depends who he's, you know, who he's feuding with uh, is a big thing. I do wonder uh, if people be, will it, turn. You, you know what I'm saying? I was like, maybe it's not Brock Lesnar. Maybe it's the universal title. Maybe it's Seth Rollins. Like, I know WrestleMania is a long way away. and We don't know, like, anything, you know, injuries, like, any, anything can happen from now to here. But maybe he won't go after Brock. Maybe he go out the universe. Like it, it, it's a lot of things that could happen, you know. But I mean, uh, it, yeah, it, you know, it, it also depends on the the Royal Rumble thing, like because you know, I usually um, if a SmackDown guys win the title, he always challenges for the, the um that that respective brand's title and vice versa on Raw. But maybe they bring back the rule where you win the Royal Rumble, you can choose which one you're gonna go for. Like is you know, it's, it's, a, it's a lot of stuff. Like some, sometimes I like kind of overthink it, but you know, it's it's fun to it's fun to overthink stuff like that sometimes. Yeah, just the wonder. Of, like, yeah. what Do you think, like, especially if Seth turns heel, which I think is coming, which I'll get into in a bit. I think Seth's going to turn heel, and then maybe you could do Roman Seth at Mania. I wouldn't but, be against that at all. I think that would be a real fun match. But it has to be done the right way, whatever that is. Yeah, they just got to be careful with him, haven't they? With Roman and just not get too excited, Vince, and like push it. Just let it come naturally. Like the best. Like it has been doing. Yeah, the best stories, the best characters, the best feuds when the crowd naturally gets into it. The reason the, F- the Fiend has been so cool and interesting is because people naturally gravitated to the Firefly Funhouse and to the entrance and to the Finn Balor match and the different, the, just the complete difference of it. It's natural. It's not forced. So it's the same with, you know, it's the same with other Daniel Bryan. His, him turning babyface again at first, it was really weird and it felt a bit stupid with the 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 attacking Roman stuff got a bit much. But then by the time last night came, it felt natural for him to like shake Roman's hand and like because he's turned gradually all the way. And what I like about that as well is Daniel Bryan didn't just suddenly because he was kind of the enemy and my enemy is my friend. He didn't just suddenly turn good guy and be with Roman. He kept his heel persona. So he, when he was doing like commentary, he was he was saying like I I never lie. I'm the planet's champion or whatever. You know all the those the, that uh, those things that he's been saying while he's a heel. Mm. He kind of kept them, but just toned them down a little bit. And I like that because they're just it's stupid when. They go like good guy to bad guy, and they forget all the stuff that they've based their character around for the the months previous. Because oh, I'm a bad guy now, so this this group of people are my friends now. Whereas before it was this group of people because they're the good guys. I've always found that really stupid. Like, mm. you know, people can be you don't have to separate all the wrestlers as like heels and faces. Like 
there can be some grey areas where some of your some of your baby faces have got a nasty streak or a bit of heel tendencies and some of your heels can be kind of you know they can be all right but when it comes down to it they're heels um you know not everyone is the same so not every character should have the same traits if that makes sense yeah i don't understand that sorry man i went off on a huge no no no, i understand what you're saying like that was that was precise 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 First time I've been called precise ever. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so after the, the I look, I'm just skipping through the matches because, you know, we'll just talk like generally about them rather than going through them bit by bit. Like uh, Randy Orton versus Ali, I kind of enjoyed this match. Um, I really like the Randy Orton who just doesn't give a shit. He's like my favourite Randy Orton, but. Saying that, I felt like they should have done something different. I don't think they should have put him on the card. Seeing as, what was it, three, four days ago, he was, like, dropping a racial slur ah, on, a, there we on, go. A, see, on see, a stream. This, and it's this, like, is, this, is, this is why I like you. See, this is this is why I like you. This is, but, you're a good man. But it's, like, it's, it's stupid, though, isn't it? Because, like... If he's like, if anyone else did that, Boy, there's no it. way they'd have him on a pay per view two days later. Because it's not like it was like a big feud that they've been building to for months and they didn't want to cancel the match. It was like thrown together at the last minute. So you're mm. telling me they couldn't have done Buddy Murphy versus Ali or, I don't know, Ru- fucking Rusev, anyone. Yeah, yeah they see, got hundreds of guys. The thing is, man, like, I, I really don't have any comment about randy Orton at all like i yeah i just i don't like at all uh, ali great performance per usual as he always does randy i really don't have a comment towards him and that's, that's just the way wwe does and like not to to compare these things because all of them are equally bad but had randy said something homophobic or he said something about someone's size or weight it would be this massive uproar from WWE yeah. too, but like since it's some like racial, it kind of it kind of puts it puts things in perspective of how they value certain things over other things, and not to say that racism is more important than you know somebody being homophobic. That's not what I'm saying. All I'm saying is it just shows you that where that is on the totem pole in regards to um, things being disciplined. Like you can just go on stream and drop the M bomb and oh. Well, he slipped up. I'm like, well, you, you do know that when you say stuff out loud, nine times out of ten, you say it in private because it's already in your vocabulary. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, if it wasn't in your vocabulary, you wouldn't say it. Like, I played, like, I'm, it was this one guy who told me, um, he was like, well, you, you know how video games are when, 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 when you get upset. And I told him, I was like, okay, so in 2017, I played in a man tournament, right? $1,500 on the line. Mind you, I'm in college. Fifteen hundred dollars is a lot of money. It's a lot of money, bro. Like for a college student, twenty yeah. years old, it's a lot of money. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so, and I was losing to the guy I was playing with. He was he was Latino. The last thing on my mind was any racial slur. The last thing, because you want to know why? It's not in my vocabulary. I don't say it in private, yeah. so I have no reason to say it in public. 
You get what I'm saying? Like, it, it's literally that simple. Yeah. Like, it's just basic traits. And people keep saying, oh, Randy Orton didn't mean to say it. I'm like, well, if he didn't mean to say it, he would have never said it. Like, things you say, like, yeah. naturally out your mouth are things that you say in private. Like, it's just, you know, that's yeah, just yeah. So, like, a habit. So, for instance, when I do the podcast, there's certain certain shows, like, I don't swear on or I don't mm. curse. And there's certain shows where I don't mind it. I find it quite difficult sometimes because in my real life, I curse a lot. Right. So, I use those words when I'm talking, just describing stuff. But I don't say like racial slurs or anything like that or homophobic slurs or anything like that because I don't say it. So I so, don't say it. So, so it's not, so so you're not going to, exactly. So, so, so even, if, so even if you it. don't, so even if you do get riled up while you're speaking or you get hyped, you're not going to say it because it's not in your outside vocabulary. No. Like that's it's like that. That's what I'm trying to tell people. Is literally the people try to combat that. They like, oh well, that doesn't make sense. I'm like, bro, it makes perfect sense. Like, it makes perfect sense. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, is like it's something as simple as me saying, you know what I'm saying? Like, I say that a lot because I say it a lot on the I'm yeah. outside. Like, you know, yeah. that that that's kind of like, what it is. What's frustrating is say I don't know. It could be used. Say Buddy Murphy said it. Same stream, just Buddy Murphy in Randy Orton's place. There's no way Randy Orton, uh, there's no way Buddy Murphy would then be third on a card of a pay-per-view winning. winning. There's no way. A a, a part of that is just Randy, his tenure in WWE. Like, he has... You yeah, know, of course. He, he has yeah. backing in the company, of course, like for all that he's done with for them and with them. But, you know, that, that's just, you know, like I, I, I hate saying this, but that's sometimes it's just the way it is. Like, and it's just the case of, you know, him getting away with it because this is not the first time that Randy Orton has done something like kind of, you know, out of bounds. Well, not even kind of out of bounds, just out of bounds. This is not the first time yeah, he's done yeah. plenty of other things. Like even that 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 story, it was not even a story. Uh, Corbell confirmed it when he would like um, he used to like pull his genitalia out and put it in uh creative writers' hands, the new ones, the new creative writers, like stuff like that. Like how how did you like just not like how get did you do that and get away like, with that? Get away with it, like don't get any like get reprimanded or anything like that. You know, so that's just you know what it is. But fuck, fucking arrested, right? <laughs> You know what I mean? But but like out of all that, I will say Ali had a great showing as he always does. I hope they do something with him, you know, eventually. But as far as Randy, yeah. Fuck him. (laughs) We 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 should just go to the next match, man. Forget Randy Orton. Yeah. No, the one thing I was gonna say is. When I saw the match, when I saw that it was uh, Randy Orton versus uh, Ali, I thought that they were going to put Ali over as like a kind of punishment thing. Yeah, you you want to know what's crazy? I was thinking about that when that happened. I was like, why is Randy Orton getting the match? And and then when I saw Ali, when I uh, saw that segment with him and Ali, I'm like, oh, they about to put Ali over right here. I'm like, oh, that's cool. But they had a beat him like. What you beat him? Like really? But, uh, it is what it is, man. Let's go to the next topic. Yes. Let's go to the next topic. Yeah. Man. Let's get on quick. Uh, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross 
versus the Kabuki Warriors for the championship. Now I got a massive, massive problem with yeah. this fucking match. Oh, so I, I, I really just, like. On, you go. I, was, I, I just want to say one thing. I like this version of Kyrie and Oscar because, like, it seems like they're not trying to please the crowd anymore. Yeah. They're just like, we gonna do what we want. We gonna be snarky. We gonna be smart asses. We Oscar's using the green mist now, which I think is cool. I all like. I will always wonder how wrestlers have done that. Like how they keep that. Like I, I, I have to find out like how they do that. Like how you keep that like th- for a duration of a match and then use it at the end without like coughing it up. And like I, that 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 stuff like amazed that. Like, matter of fact, that's one thing about wrestling that I never want to find out. Like I don't want that ruined for me like at all. Like that's me, like I can tell you. No, I can tell you. I know no, they do. Don't tell no, me. you don't. Don't tell me. Yeah, yeah. But what were you gonna say about the match? Uh, yeah, yeah. So I really like all the performers. I slowly got on board with Alexa and Nikki as a tag team. I wasn't very fan, good. Very good. Like they, they, they are really good. However, what I don't like is the um, the Kabuki Warriors have gone heel without like turning. Like there's been no kind of like. Uh, like, 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 not even a reason, but like just like a, a segment which shows their change in character or like a reason for their change in character. Yeah, but something. I, no, I, I get what you're saying, but like at the same time, I don't feel like they, they really like need that. I feel like they just needed to just do it. Like, cause it, it's, it's been enough of them, you know, basically sitting on the sidelines. Like, to well, last night being out on the sale, which was this October 6th, it was just like. They just need to win. Like, they keep losing, and they haven't been on the winning end of things. So let's do what we got to do to win. And that was their heel turn. Now, hopefully, they follow up on that because they're going to be on Raw tonight competing against Charlotte and Becky in a tag match. And, uh, I don't, you know, I, I'm hoping that we get, like, a, a new theme song. Maybe they switch yeah. up. Like, I, I'm not saying do exactly what happened with Io Shirai because Io is her own you know her own person, and she's doing great right now with the heel character. But I just want Oscar and Kyrie to, if you want to keep them as a tag team, make them look like a tag team. Like, yeah, I like I, 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 I done seen enough of bubbly babyface Kyrie saying, like, she can. I'm pretty sure she can do some great heel work. Oscar has done great heel work. Well, I don't think Oscar has never been a heel. She's always been a tweener. Like the fans won't boo Oscar. Like she can't get booed. I don't think that the people will ever boo her but you know like i'm i'm very excited to see what they do now as tag champions and i just hope they actually treat them good as tag champions so which we'll see in a couple of hours what they see if they face charlotte and becky in a tag match so we're gonna see they um they could be what the wwe wanted bailey and sasha to do initially in that they could have a long run have good matches and like really elevate the titles again. Mm-hmm. Um, my one worry is that Vince is going to see Io Shirai and think, "Oh, I'm going to put them all together as a." I don't think Io's beating NXT. Io was dominating so right good, now. So good. She's on right. I, 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 the, the the worst thing that could happen is well, not the I ain't gonna say that. that's a little dramatic, but. It, it, I don't think it would be a good move to have her get called up. I just wanted to add that. No, it would not. 
No, no, definitely not. Um, but that's always my worry with Vince. He makes dumb decisions. Um, I enjoyed the match. Well, just just another, another thing I wanted match. to add in. Uh, you, you know how you know this is. Well, I don't even think it's like a a rumor or a myth at this point. You know, how, um, Vince isn't that fond of guys or girls who can't speak. You know, speak to the English audiences. Yeah, yeah. Like sometimes, dude. Like I don't even think you need them to no, speak to the end. Like I like keep keep going back to this. Just look at Io Shirai. She she, she know like you can tell she's improving on her English. You can just tell she is by the way she's doing promos and stuff like that. But she doesn't. That doesn't need to be the focus of her character. She doesn't need it. Her entrance does the talking for. Her. In ring work does the talking for, her. and her actions does the talking for. Her. Like it's that simple. Like even with Shinsuke Nakamura when he was in NXT, his English wasn't that good. But the character was so damn over because Shinsuke was literally that damn good. That's why people yeah. were so drawn to him. Same thing with Oscar when she was in NXT. Same thing with Kyrie saying when she was in NXT. Their English doesn't need to be super on par with someone who was born in America. It doesn't need to be that way. You know, they they can literally do what yeah, they yeah. do and be just as popular. Because people tend to like people when you don't realize. They tend to like people that don't really say much. We're like ominous. Pretty much how Alistair Black was when he was in NXT. Somebody bring this man back wherever he is. But... <laughs> But that, that's, why people, that's why people like Alistair Black so much when he was in NXT. He didn't talk. He didn't talk. He yeah. speaks perfect English. Alistair Black did not talk at all. Well, he, he talked, you know, yeah, he had his little segments here and there. But for the most part, he was just an ominous guy. Didn't say much. Went out there, kicked your head off, and that was it. And he got yeah, over. One, one of my favorite versions of, like, or one of my favorite runs of, Ask, uh, of Oscar since she came to the main roster. Um, I think it was like last year she was on SmackDown and she was kind of winning loads of matches and she was just screaming at everyone in Japanese. I love I that. I was happy with that. Man, I was, just, I was happy you, with that. I, 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 I just got to say this. They did Oscar dirty, man. Like the, that. I'm talking, about, I'm talking about like when um that WrestleMania, like a couple of weeks, what was it like a week or a couple, two weeks before WrestleMania when she lost the title to Charlotte? Yeah. That like, come on, man. Like, and, and and then the thing is, you want to know what's crazy? When was the last time Becky Lynch lost? Like, lost cleanly? Wasn't it to Oscar at the Rumble? Wasn't that the last time yeah. Becky Lynch, like, literally, like, yeah, I'm talking about, like, somebody yeah. beat her, like, clean? That was Oscar, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Why in the hell hasn't Oscar, like... Got a title, right? title yeah, match. Yeah, you know, but, I mean, well, she's champion now, so that really don't matter, but, I mean, like, it, you know... Does it make sense? Yeah, that's say I just wonder like why like Oscar has literally been the only person to beat Becky this year. I think cleanly, like just off the top of my head, I can't remember anybody that beat Becky. Well, Charlotte, no, no, Charlotte didn't beat Becky. I, I, I was thinking about the fast lane match, but that was when Becky earned her spot in the uh, main event of WrestleMania. But yeah, yeah, I digress. But you know, that was the the the, the match was good. Um, we, we, let me ask you this: What did you think about the um? Well, I. I don't really think they're quote unquote heel yet, like all the way. But what do what do you see Oscar and Kyrie going from here? I would like to see them um, now that they've got the titles, and they kind of went down the route of, or oh, they'll just do anything to win because they're fed up of being on the sidelines or whatever. I'd like to see them go a bit further and be like they'll do anything to keep the titles. They'll complete the full heel turn. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. and do it that way. Um, and I would just, I would, I think if they're going to make them cut promos, then give them a manager, give them a good heel manager, give them Stokely halfway. Fuck it. I like him. So give him, <laughs> just give him, give, but give him someone who can cut a good promo and get him over as like these heels. You you, but, you want you want to know like a great example like uh, like literally what we're just talking about. You see how they doing with the olives of pain, like yeah. dude, that is grade A right there. Like they're they're speaking. I like I, I don't know what they're speaking. What 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 are they? Uh, I think one of them's Bulgarian. I I don't know. I don't know either, but it's great. And the subtitles are right there. I love it. Yeah. I, I love the way they're being presented. They can do the exact same thing with Kyrie Sane and Oscar. They don't have to speak English. They don't have to speak English. They can speak Subtitle. Japanese. They they sound more badass when they're talking in Japanese, honestly. Honestly, like being completely honest. Like yeah. they really do. And it, and if it, if it's like literally that that serious, like you just can't stand the fact of your English audience not understanding what they're saying. Use subtitles, like yeah. it, it, like if it's like literally that serious, use subtitles, use subtitles. And then half the time, the crowds are smart enough to just cheer after everything they say, even if they don't understand. It's like the same thing when um when when, when New Japan has a show in the UK or the states, and the the wrestler who closes the show is giving a speech. Half the crowd doesn't understand what they're saying, but they do the respectful thing and they cheer after every pause. Crowds are smart; they know what they're doing. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a little bit of faith in your fans. Like, just, you know, not, 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 not everybody's gonna be what after every single thing. Yeah, and the other thing as well is like when I like I mentioned when Oscar was just screaming in Japanese, is the crowd understood like the emotions that she was conveying because it's her natural language and her first language, so she is naturally displaying emotion as she's speaking. So people could pick up on that as well. They could pick up on the body language and the emotions of the face. It doesn't have to be in English. And then if you want to do vignettes, like with the Authors of Pain, you can use subtitles. So I agree that you don't have to have them cut promos in English and you don't have to have a manager. But if the WWE is insistent that they're going to keep giving them a microphone and telling them to speak English, then I would give them some sort of manager, whoever it may be, someone good. Um, but yeah, I like Green Mist as well. I thought that was really cool. I'm always a fan of that. Even though there's like some logic gaps in like, one of my things is like making referees look stupid. And then when you've got like uh, Nikki, is you've got like green powder or paint all over her face and Oscar's got it all over her mouth and the referee's counting looking at it I just feel a bit like come on let's see let's see, my, let's see I was thinking about that too but my one argument against that it, it's kind of the same thing um with AEW Dynamite the for the premiere episode um when uh Hangman went in to tackle uh Pac and Pac low blowed him and the referee didn't see it it's like yeah like they they know what happened. Like, I mean, they they see stuff, but they didn't see it. So you can't call it if you didn't yeah. see it. You know that, that that's kind of like my thing. Like where I kind of like, oh well, you know. I mean that that's that is a good point. But yeah. I mean, uh, obviously he sees the mist, 
but he didn't see she didn't use he it didn't, yeah. yeah he didn't see yeah. oscar use the mist so it's like uh, well might as well let it go like it's like one of those things yeah yeah and i get like it's the same as in like sports and stuff and if the ref doesn't referee doesn't see can't call happen, it can't call it so yeah yeah I, I, I could take that as a reason i'm happy with that um then we had the oc versus braun and the viking raiders um it- I, I think, I think this was done nothing this... but to get Bon Strowman's right hand over for tonight when he goes face to face with Mr. Tyson Fury. And I don't know if you saw it, but it, I think it was what I, I saw this on a website that I'm not too. Um, I, I I don't know if they're like you, you know some some people they kind of take quotes from you know reporters and twist them. Yeah. So I, I, I I'm I'm gonna say this is a fifty fifty one, but they said that Bon Strowman versus Tyson Fury. Is is might might be set for crown jewel, so you know that 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 that, that, that might be you know something that's well, but basically I think that's basically what it was. That whole match was to get Braun Strowman's his right hand right hand over. Yeah, but I can, am. But can we can we give credit to AJ Styles for the Shit. way that he that the way that he you know sold the punch and. He stood on top of the yeah, ramp. Was like, he was like, I'm good. I'm good. And then they let him go. He raised the title and he fell back. I was like, oh, good. That was kind of funny. That was kind yeah, of funny. Yeah, that made me chuckle. But he just saw kind of, and fine. And he's mm-hmm. just, good. He's, you know, AJ is one of the best in the world. Um, so here's a question for you. After NXT on Wednesday, Finn said um, that, Maybe oh he needs to bring some bring some friends to NXT. Now, you know people say, "Oh, yeah, you can't, you can't, you know, AJ can't go to NXT." But, but it's on USA for one and two. AJ said since his debut that he actually wishes he had gone to NXT. He now, has said that. He has said that multiple times. So I can vouch me, for that. You're telling me that they shouldn't do. Undisputed Era versus the OC in War Games. Uh, see, my thing, my, see, my thing about that, I think Finn, Finn is a smart dude. I think he was just saying that just to Jesus. build your teeth. Like, he, Finn, Finn is smart. He knows what he's doing. Like, he, he knows people wants to see, you know, he, he you know what I'm saying? Bal- Balor's a smart dude. That's, I'm just leaving it at that. But though, as far as the War Games, I feel like that was put in place um, on the when, when when Matt Riddle and Killian Dane brawled on the outside and then they brawled with Imperium and the Street Profits got involved. I think that was like the and Pete Dunn yeah. got involved. I think that was the the official, you know, kickoff to yeah. war games. But I would you telling me they gonna get undisputed there versus the O C in war games. You yeah, no complaints out of me, buddy. No complaints. Oh, yeah. No complaints out of me. But I guess, I guess we'll see. I mean war games, that's next month. So, yeah, Survivor Series you know, weekend, isn't it? We 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 gonna see. We gonna see indeed. But, yeah, but uh, I'd but, like I'd like to see that. I would say, but the really uh, like the six man tag, if, you know, I didn't really care for it that much. It was just run of the mill match. It was just it was just the Bill Braun Strowman and AJ and added is, some entertainment at the end. So yeah, I, I thought AJ was funny. Braun, they're making me care about him less and less with each week. Um, and this is where it started to go downhill a bit for me 
like because at this point all I cared about was watching the Fiend versus Seth Rollins. I didn't care about this tag team match. I didn't care about King Corbin versus Chad again. Like Man, Chad hold on, wait, 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 wait. Talented guy. Can we please talk about what they are doing? To Chad Gable, like, bro, this man is legit an amateur wrestler. He really did go to the Olympics and could yeah. probably take down half of the middle roster. Yet you continuously make fun of this grown man. Like he yeah. can't probably put hands and feet on every single last person in on that roster. Like it's ridiculous. And like makes uh, no sense. Like I, I I hate being one of these dudes. Like, you know, it tell people like Chad Gable, sir, when your contract is up, go. Just go. Yeah. <laughs> like no nobody's saying go to AEW. Nobody's saying none of that. Go where you can be like and then the thing is like He's being utilized like it's not like he Chad Gable is on TV like quite often. He's putting on great matches, like real great matches. But it's like, dude, like Shorty G, Shorty Gable. You got the ring announcer calling him Shorty G. The backstage interviewers calling him Shorty G. Like, come on now, bro. Come on now. Like he, 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 like Chad Gable is like damn near the the same height as half. Of everybody, like I yeah. think so. I don't. I don't think Samoa Joe is six feet. Seth Rollins isn't six feet. Rey Mysterio is five four. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's like yeah. what, what's the point? But I mean, Chad. Like the thing is, when they do that, it does make the crowd root for Chad Gable. Like as you see when he won last night, that they, they pop when he won, like big time. Like so, I mean, it, you know, it, I like just stop calling him. Like treating that man like he's some child, like call him Chad Gable, like just call him Chad Gable. You can literally get him over as you as we've seen in the past by just letting him go out there and be the underdog. Like it's it's literally that simple. And I think Chad Gable should have been one of mere card title by now. Like Yeah, he should be two thousand and eighteen, nineteen Kurt Angle, you know? He's mm-hmm. like make him a wrestling submission machine who Everyone takes lightly because he's small, but he can tap out or. How tall is Chad Gable? Like, what is he like? He's five, nine. Like five nine, I think. Five nine, five ten, <laughs> five eight. He's not like tiny. You know, he's not like Rey Mysterio's height. Like Rey Mysterio's like five four, I think. So he's five four. Like he's not that small, but he's just he's he's not you know he's not big, is he? He's not massive, but like, come on. I think he like he's like the same height as Mustafa Ali. Yeah, it's just like it's that crap which like people get frustrated with that, don't they? It's like it's like insulting your intelligence. It's kind of like yeah, it's stupid. It's like <laughs> it's stupid. It's like that's like what my kids. If I said to my kids, go and write like a wrestling show about these people, that's what they would come up with, like making fun of their height and. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like that's what my ten-year-olds would come up with, and these people are getting paid loads to come up with okay, this. Shit. We, we, right. three, six, 360 angle on the camera. Yeah, <laughs> just spinning him around, giving the tour. Yeah. So my foot so got what, caught. So, but, so what was the next match at the? Oh, wait, wait. Okay, so we so so Chad but, Gable beat Baron yeah, okay. Corbin. Yeah, Chad Gable beat Baron Corbin. 
Right. And uh, then next up, we have uh, the SmackDown Women's Championship, which is Bailey versus Charlotte. And they're the same as Sasha, Bailey turned heel and then lost let, the title. Let, let me just say this. I know a lot of people are kind of like sour on Charlotte. You know what I'm saying? But it is impossible to not like not acknowledge how good she is and why they put her in the positions that she is in. Like people... People come up with the, the craziest excuses. Oh, Vince likes blondes. Vince, Vince favorite shot. I'm like, bro, how about y'all? Do y'all ever just sit down and just think that, well, maybe Charlotte really is that damn good? Like, she's great on the mic. She can talk, number one. She can cut a promo without a script. And she did that at Survivor Series 2017. If you ever go back and watch that promo that she did with Alexa Bliss, that was off the top. And Charlotte did great. She's good in the ring. Pretty much work with anybody. Like, Maybe it's not because they favor her. Maybe just because she's really that damn good. And sometimes they don't have any other way to go. Like, I, I like I, I get it can be a little excessive at times. Like, I trust me, I get it. Like, she's an eleven-time women's champion in four years. Well, well how long she's been on the main roster? She's been on the main roster since twenty fifteen. Yeah, twenty fifteen. Five years. She's been on the main roster for five years, dude. And she's an eleven-time women's champion. They don't, they don't count the NXT title. For whatever she's gonna, she'll be a she'll be a dad's record oh, in a couple oh, of, few oh, years for sure, for sure. Well, I mean, like I, I'm never gonna be mad at like why, like I used to be like, damn, why they keep giving her titles? But like now it's just like, dude, she's like that that that's your safe that's your safe bet right there. She'll say yeah. that. It, like, dude, it's like the same thing they used to do with John Cena back in the day. Like they take the title on Cena. Cena's your safe bet. When when yeah. you ain't got nowhere else to go, put the title on Cena. When you got nowhere yeah. else to go, put the title on Charlotte. But I mean, like, now it's just a matter of, like, where do they go? And, like, now I think it's the time, like, if you want to put the title on Charlotte, you need to start getting those uh, competitors in there that don't normally get TV time. Put in the Ember Moon, put in the uh, Sarah Logan or Liv Morgan or whoever. Like, let them start getting title opportunities and they could get that rub off of Charlotte, like how Buddy Murphy got that rub off Roman Reigns. You know what I'm saying? Like, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, use your big star to build other stars. Like it's that simple. It's a simple formula. Yeah, I think um, Sarah Logan and Charlotte could have a really good match if they just give time. They never give Sarah Logan any time on TV, any time for her matches, and like she's, she's a good on main worker. event. She's a good With, worker. Man. Like you, Sonya Deville. I've wanted Sonya Deville oh, man. to get like proper the, push the day the song of the deal breaks away from mandy rose is the day that she will become a real good like real 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 solid person in the singles division for the women i'm telling you song is gonna be real good but right like right oh. now like i kind of see like it's it's like kind of no reason for you to break her and mandy rose up like you should be doing it no. just to do it like but it, it's gonna be a time where sonya gets her time to shine and i definitely think she's gonna become women's champion like that's like inevitable at this point. Yeah, she's super talented, and I really hope she gets her opportunity soon. Um, okay, here we go. Oh boy, let's the, get the, ready. The, the the rant is about to go down from 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 Mister Sai. Good lord. Uh-oh. Oh yeah. Let me so, fact, you, you know what? Let, let, let me kick this off. I, I'm, 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 I'm gonna ask you the question. We are gonna flip this around. Mister Sai. Okay, so. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just we're gonna break it down tip for tat, and I'm gonna just get you, I'm gonna get you your opinion because I'm real interested in what you got to say. Get so, me all riled up now. <laughs> all right, so they start off 
the match. For first of all, it's it's always good seeing the entrance. Entrance yeah. is great. The fiends entrance. So I, 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 so love, <laughs> uh, I love seeing the entrance. Like that's never gonna get old. Okay, so it start off the match with the red lighting. What did 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 you think the red lighting was a good feel? Do you think it was too much? No, man. I thought if they'd left it on for like a minute Mm. and then like got rid of it, just left it on for like the intros or like just as the I don't know, but I didn't want that, and I think it just looks tacky and it makes it more difficult to see what's going on, and it just reminds me of Sinkara. There's nothing good that comes from having that red light. There was nothing which made me think, oh, that could work. It was just everything about it was negative. So okay. I, didn't, I wasn't a fan of the light at all, no. Okay, so now I'm going to move on to the next thing. With uh, Seth, with Seth Rollins continuously using the curb stomp on Bray Wyatt and Bray Wyatt consistently getting up, doesn't that put Seth Rollins in a weird position where now his finisher isn't like that strong or does that just make Bray Wyatt look stronger by him consistently getting up from Seth Rollins' finishes and kicking out at one? So, if you remember, uh, when we talked last time Clash Champions, I said that I wanted that exact thing to happen Mm. for the Fiends to get up from multiple curb stomps. Granted, I didn't think it would be like 25, 30 curb that, stomps, whatever that, it was. That, that was it a was lot. Like, like overkill. Like, like, I, 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 don't, like I don't even think you're exaggerating when you say 12. No. I, I, would, I would at least say 19. It was like 19 curbs. Not like that was a lot. So for me, with the curb stomps, I feel like they could have done three, kicked out a one, done two more, kicked out a one or two, and then left it at that and then moved on to whatever, and then that wouldn't have been so bad. I think the amount of curb stomp, the amount of curb stomps, rather than the doing it, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, I had a problem more with the amount rather than, because I wanted, I wanted the match to consist of Bray Wyatt basically no-selling everything, which Seth did, or selling it for like a minute and then popping up. I wanted that because I felt like this was a star-making moment. This was your moment to make The Fiend this ultimate big boss monster, which, you know, is is almost impossible to beat because eventually you're going to have some super baby face beat him eventually mm. at some point. Um. And I felt like this is where I think people will disagree with me is if you take away the light and you just book the match as they booked it, but don't use as many of the stomps. And then instead of having the crappy finish with the what a DQ or whatever you want to call it, instead of having that, you have the fiend go over in dominant fashion and the show finishes with the fiend raising the belt and everyone being like, "Wow, never seen anything like that. I've never seen anyone get up from all those moves. I've never seen anyone do anything like that. Even like the taker in his heyday didn't get up from that amount of stuff. 
you've got like this ready-made behemoth to conquer all, and then you can start setting up baby faces uh, to try and so, take it off. So, so I'm gonna challenge you right here on this one. Yeah, so, cool. for the majority of the time that the Phoenix has been built, he has never, I don't even think that once, brought up the Universal Championship. Yeah. The whole thing for him has been about showing Seth Rollins the way, which is what I think is to bring that side out of Seth Rollins, which we saw last night where he's willing to do anything to get, well, basically bring that dark side out of Seth Rollins. The Fiend has never said, I want to win the Universal Championship. I don't even think he's ever even mentioned the Universal Championship because I don't think he cares about the Universal Championship, right? So when you when you take that into consideration, does that make the finish of last night less than what it was or does it just like i i'm, I'm trying to figure out how to like word it but it like when, when i think about that it's like well he kind of never said that he wanted to be universal champion like he never said that like it's all about all about for him is for showing the seth rollins the way and bringing that dark side out of seth rollins which he succeeded at doing and then at the end of the night, he choked them out. Like, but the crowd hated that. Like, they, they, they the crowd was like done. Like, they yeah, because they, the crowd wanted him to win. Yeah, that, yeah, of yeah, course, the... of course. But see, that, see that that that's the thing. That's kind of WWE putting themselves in a wall. Like me and you talked about this. They backed themselves into a wall when they made this match official. Yes. They did it to themselves. The crowd wanted oh. him to be Universal Champion, and like now you got him in this position where if you don't put the title on him, people can get mad, and they did. Like, like the the image I thought we were going to see at the end of this pay per view was Bray Wyatt standing on top of the cell with the Universal Championship in his hand, with the little strobe lights going crazy and the zoom in. Like that's what I thought we was going to see, and I was like, that's going to be a badass image to close the show. And it didn't like, turn out that way, but you know, hey, what would you want to say? So, one of my favorite things about the whole Fiend and Bray Wyatt story since he's come back is that they haven't over-explained stuff. They have assumed that you as the viewer are intelligent enough to decipher the different things in the, the fun house. Um, they assume that you know what little Easter eggs are in the fun house. And if you don't know, you don't know that mm. the story is what the story is. So when you said what you just said about him showing him the way, and he's never, uh, you know, he's never mentioned that the title. Mentioned, yeah. That makes me think, well, maybe like, cause Bray's a really creative guy. So maybe, maybe that's what the story is supposed to be. Because that would make sense. That would make sense from a point of view of what you said, like looking at it as he never mentioned the title, he wanted to show or teach Seth the way, but also it lines up with everything else they've done with this story in that they haven't over-explained every little aspect of the story. Um, They've left you, the viewer, to either work it out, don't work it out, or just think about it, discuss it, talk about it, but they haven't filled in the blanks for you and filled in the gaps. Mm. They've let the audience run wild with speculation, as it were. Yeah, so, so uh, What you said makes sense. 
I say I, I, I want to jump in here. WWE, they did announce that Seth Rollins was going to take on the Fiend at Survivor Series, but they deleted they deleted the tweet. So maybe that maybe they got going in the direction. They probably just prematurely announced that match, but you know maybe that could make that's like like remember we talked about at the beginning of the podcast. Maybe they just got stuck in a rut because of the draft, and they just wanted Seth to be a champion going into the draft and leaving the champion out of the leaving as champion out of the draft and maybe he's going to drop it to the fiend at survivor series so but one, one thing i did one thing i did want to ask you what did you think about him bringing out the the big mallet that was perfect. <laughs> it was awesome i, I say, think go, go, go ahead keep talking i'm about to turn on the light real quick cause it's getting yeah dark. no no i think um it was really cool i enjoyed it and it was like a nice call back to you know what everyone's seen in the in the in the funhouse and the funhouse segments, like that's real cool that they they found a way to incorporate something from funhouse because they brought you know you were able to incorporate something which is featured in the funhouse segments, which I thought was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But if you've got a mallet that size, and this is my point with the sledgehammers with Triple H you to bring in as well, is if you're in a fight. And you've got a sledgehammer like that, you ain't gonna hit someone with the the wooden bit or put your hand over the end and hit someone like that. You're gonna swing that bad boy and win the fight by swinging the hammer. And I just think that maybe they, by bringing in a sledgehammer or that really cool hammer from the funhouse, it just takes me out of it a little bit because of the way they use it rather than using it if that makes sense okay so they, they got to a point in the match when seth threw a bunch of stuff on bray threw a ladder on him chairs on him emptied out a whole damn toolbox on him and then smashed him in the head i think he hit him in over the head with a chair and then he bought in a sledgehammer and cracked him over the head with the sledgehammer the referee kept talking to seth and kept saying you don't need to do this one thing i did really like about that the ref called him colby Col- colby which is his real name? Yeah, that was yeah. that, that that was kind of cool to me. I was like, all right, you know, that, that 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 was cool. He called him by his real name and tried to get him to stop, saying, "You don't need to do this. This isn't you." Seth played it, played into a real well. You know, he sold the facials and stuff like that, and then he finally hit him with the um the uh, the sledgehammer, and they called it a a no contest, which people initially thought it was a DQ, and it's the second year in a row that the main event of Hell in the Cell ended in a no contest, and people. We're not happy. They started chanting AEW. They wanted refunds. And the crowd was not happy. And there was a video set. He kind of, you know, got into it with a fan who was like taking it. Take, just, people, some people just take it a little bit too far. You yeah. Know? He'd say, like, come on, bro. Like, you know, damn Will Seth isn't writing the damn yeah, show. He's like, doing he's it. doing his job. So here's the thing. The, um, the more that we talk about it now and the more I've thought about it throughout the day, that I think maybe they were going for that kind of direction where the fiend doesn't care about the title. He doesn't. He was, he's trying to bring out this thing in Seth, which means he did do that. And he didn't because lose. Seth, Seth, Seth smashed the sledgehammer over his head. Mm. So he brought out something in Seth, which Seth's never done before. So the fiend wins, if you get yeah. what it is, like from that point of view. And, and, and then the thing but, is, well, like, just just to add on to what you're saying, and then you continue. When he um, like the end of it all, he chokes Seth out. 
He choked him out. She still won. Yeah, but see, I think the thing that made it so negative was the crowd. Like Lily, when they were doing that cool, you know, shot. You know, when it's like it yeah, looked like yeah. the it looked like the the silhouette of the fiend. The crowd was just booing, man. Like and it, it like it, it wasn't as special as how it was at SummerSlam. Because when they did that at SummerSlam, that crowd was going crazy, and that's why it seemed so cool. The other thing as well, I suppose, is in this day and age, like like me and you, we've let that settle. We've thought about the story. We've thought about it afterwards. We've thought about, you know, what were they going for? We've watched it and mm. thought about it. Whereas, like, I was pissed off when I first watched it because I was like, oh, I, was I too. knew they like, were going to do yeah. it. Knew they were going to do it. And then the more I think about it, I think, oh, maybe it's not as bad as I thought it was. Mm. Whereas those people in the audience, they're like how pissed we were. But they paid to go there, and they're, oh, yeah, the, yeah. they're you know they're in the crowd, and it's I understand different. That. You haven't got the time to let it like saturate Nearly. and think mm. about it. Yeah. Um. Overall, I really liked the general booking that they aimed, like what they tried to do, because mm. that is what I wanted from the match. I had said to you, like I wanted Bray to be like super dominant. I wanted him to no sell Seth's big moves to really solidify him as like this big bad monster. Um, going back to the question that you asked me about, do I think it's damaged the, the stomp? I don't. And here's why. I don't because he's beaten everybody with it. He's beaten Brock. He's beaten Roman. He's beaten Braun. He's beaten Braun. He's beaten everyone with the stomp. So, what difference does it make if one guy he can't beat one guy with it? Just sure. one guy. Sure. It's only one guy. If you know, if everyone starts no selling twenty five stomps, then it takes it away from it. But no one has ever done that before to the stomp. No one has ever. No one really. The only match I've seen where it be that kind of one sided, in terms of like aggression is probably the Cena and Brock match mm. because it was only towards the end when Seth started piling up the, the chairs and doing all that stuff. Before that, it was kind of all Bray Wyatt. And I kind of like that. I just mm. think they should have, they should have, um, I just think if they were going to do the match, they should have put him over. Mm. They should have just put the title on him and be, I agree. And from what I've read on fairly reputable people writing, Fox want The Fiend. So I did wonder afterwards. I thought, well, maybe they didn't put the raw title on him because, you know, Fox is paying the big bucks and Fox wants it on SmackDown. So there's that aspect to it as well. Um, I read a really, someone put a thing on the Fightful Facebook group earlier. A uh, really interesting kind of theory, or like a, what they said, or what they would do. They said that they would have, if you take out what like what we've discussed about him succeeding and getting Seth to do what he wanted him to do, and that he lost the match, is he should go on like a rampage from like he, throughout Raw today. He should just go around like destroying people, do the same. He should turn up on NXT and take out someone 
just like in the middle of a match, the lights go off. Turns out he turns up, he puts the man manable claw on him, and then he does the same on SmackDown on Friday, just to like solidify the fact that he can turn up anywhere, attack anyone, and just try and get a bit of um, what's the word? Not mystique, but like at the moment, what they've fallen into the trap of what me and you hoped they wouldn't. And that's putting him on every week. Like, he's been on Raw every week, I think, since we last spoke, uh, just after Class of Champions. I'd like mm. to see him used a little bit more sparingly, but also a bit more unpredictably, shall we say. So, like, let's not just have him... I, I know with the draft, it's going to change. But, like, he doesn't have to come every week. He doesn't have to go just to Raw at the moment or just to SmackDown. Like, let's see what... Do something special. Here's, yeah. a question. Here's a question for you. All right. What would you do with The Fiend tonight on Raw? Don't have him appear. No? <laughs> literally, that, literally that simple. No, don't have him on the show. Like, keep him away for a little bit. Like, you need to... It, like, they, they put that tweet up about Seth Rollins going one-on-one with the Fiend and Survivor Series. That's the route that you're going to go. I'm not even going to put the Fiend on Raw because he's already in Seth Rollins' head. So you're going to have Seth Rollins do, like, just these out-of-character Seth Rollins things and all that just derives from the Fiend being in his head. And you can have Seth Rollins believe that well, since he's doing this stuff, then maybe I can beat the fiend, and then that's when he comes up short because he can't. Yeah, I like that. It'd be cool. Like, like that's that's just like I I don't think the fiend needs to be on, especially at the had a but because I, I know the crowd weren't they weren't reacting to him like that yeah, last yeah. night. They were reacting to the finish. I don't even think they were reacting to Seth Rollins in that way. I think they were reacting to the way the the match ended, and they just didn't like that at all. But now, if you, I think there's a window of light right here where you can legit turn Seth Rollins into the just I don't care I'm gonna do what I want type of dude and you can just have all that derived from his match with the Fiend Seth Rollins get it in his head well yeah I'm doing this so I can take down the Fiend now and he decides to call out the Fiend and then he just gets punished and the Fiend becomes Universal Champion or whatever yeah, but whatever his goal is if you do that as well what you could do is you could have like when Seth's finished when he's assaulting you know when he's doing whatever was beating someone up with a chair or whatever is you have the lights go out uh, but instead of them you know when they go like they go out gradually don't they and then the music starts is you just have them go out so everyone thinks he's coming and then they go back on and you have seth worried that he's going to come so he's in his head but he never does or not never, but like he doesn't come all the time. So like tonight, the lights go out, they go back on. Seth's looking around for him, but he's not there. So it's you, kind of like you, you, you want to know another it. theory that people thought we were gonna have last night. A lot of people thought Liv Morgan was gonna redebut as like an assistant to the Fiend last night. I would have been real interested to see how that was gonna play out. Like I, like I had this idea, like a, um, you know, Liv Morgan like resurfacing like. But like the lights going out or something like that, and you know, instead of the fiends laugh, you hear like a like a converted version of Liv Morgan's laugh, and like yeah. you know, you have her show up and 
help. Well, she don't really need, he don't really need help, but like assist or throw off Seth Rollins a little bit. Like I, I was very like I like I I know when the people said that when I first saw it, I was like Liv Morgan, and then when I thought about like she's been away, and before she left, she said when she's come when she comes back, she's going to be quote unquote real, and I was like maybe that's not a bad idea. I was like, I, and I, I think like, especially now seeing as how the reaction to last night, I don't think it would be a bad idea to have the fiend have like some henchmen or henchwomen. I don't think that's like the worst thing that could happen. And like you, you can have people take care of his groundwork. And when it comes to that point where it's legit, that serious that he needs to show up, he'll show up like, and you know, and when he shows up, it ain't going to be nice. So yeah. you, so, so you would rather take the henchmen and henchwomen who you can be, because when the fiend shows up and the party time is over, like it's it's go time, and that that's how like it, I honestly wouldn't mind if he got some henchmen or henchwomen. The question is like if you're gonna do that, it has to be people who fit, man. Like it can't just be like 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 people will say like oh Luke Harper and Bur- like Eric no man like they they they're their own people now. Like they already yeah. broke away from Bray Wyatt. Like they don't need to be around Bray. It needs to be people who who you haven't seen that much. Like like a Liv Morgan, who like you can instantly just flip her just like that because she hasn't really been established. So there's nothing to take away from her if you put her with the fiend. She's just an assistant to the fiend. You know what I'm saying? Like stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um, there's bound. You know, there's loads of they got so many guys and girls on their roster that you could um, put in that role. Yeah, you could find loads. I quite like the idea of. Um, it's a bit out there and a bit random, but like I quite like the idea of like a, a Liv Morgan and and a Sarah Logan both being so like both, yeah why why not and because he doesn't need the help from a physical point of view no like he doesn't need like big huge guys like he had in the Wyatt family he, he can needs just people have, to do like, the groundwork that's it yeah. It, so why not have it. like a and they could be you know they can have their own stuff as well they can go after you know tag team titles or whatever and it could give them a bit of a refresh but I haven't really thought about that like that's that just kind of come to me just then so I yeah. haven't thought that through but one thing I saw uh, today on Facebook as well was um, some people saying that they think that they basically said similar to what you had said about the story about him wanting to change Seth. Mm-hmm. Um, and is that they someone like Stephanie or some sort of authority figure comes out to open the show today and says that because um, it was a hell in a cell match, it shouldn't have been called a no contest. Mm. Um, and they basically book a rematch, rematch for tonight. Um, and Seth tries to sort of do the same sort of thing, you know, get like a sledgehammer or whatever. But Bray gets, catches it or takes it off him or whatever and then right. he and basically they put the title on him tonight so he can then cut a promo next week or whatever from the funhouse and say you know i told you i was going to change you i did and i took your title i've taken everything from you and like that type of direction and i just i just think that would annoy people more because people would just think, well, why the hell didn't you do it last night? Yeah, like, see, now, dude, tell me, just keep him on Raw tonight. He doesn't need to be on Raw. No Firefly Fun Hiles, none of that. Just, dude, just keep Bray Wyatt away from, like, two weeks and just have him reemerge after the draft 
fresh like it, it like that left a real bad taste in people's mouth last night and the last thing you want to do is try to force that right back like oh remember you still like this guy like no mm. don't don't do it like don't do it i if i if i was booking that i would keep him off raw this week i'm keeping him off raw next week and i'm having show up the week i mean we'll have him show up after that on the road to survivor series like and that's it because you because you don't want to keep trying to force this dude yeah like, yeah i know i see what you're saying my problem is I need my you know, I need my fiend fix, so I want to see him <laughs> from a yeah, selfish, point, selfish point of view. I want to see it, but yeah, I get what you mean, and um, I kind of agree, I suppose. But mm. you know, I like watching it, so I I want to see him on Raw because otherwise Raw doesn't have the same enjoyment for me when there's no uh, no fiend on there. Mm. But um, I wonder yeah, whether was... they either keep him off or. They go really extreme with him and have him do something like a bit crazy or whatever. The one thing I think they shouldn't do is just turn up behind Seth and put the manable manable claw on him and just the same thing he's done for like the last couple of weeks because I think that's a mistake because I feel I almost feel like you either do something different or don't do anything. Don't do the same thing again because i feel like that could get people to turn but i'm really i'm intrigued by um by the way that you kind of looked at it and the story because i kind of i see it i I can see it from that point of view yes i don't think the thing needs to be on raw or smackdown or anything for the next couple weeks like just make people you gotta make people sometimes you gotta make people forget to make a miss sometimes people don't really know what they have until it's gone. So you yeah, gotta yeah. you gotta make people miss Firefly Funhouse. You gotta make people miss it. Like you can't like don't promote it. Don't put it out on social media. We'll have a new episode of Fly Five Funhouse. No. Just, just on a random edition of Raw when it's commercial break or something long. Not a commercial break, but like when it's a dead spot. Had a Five Fly House come up and then have Bray Wyatt address what's next. And what's next man is the universal title again. And have him actually say the universal title this time because yeah. he never said it before. So you know. And... Okay then. Here's a here's a one final question on the fiend then. Okay, if let's say that what we discussed and what you came up with about the him wanting to change Seth and not being interested in the uh, title is that's how it is. Would you keep him off Raw for a couple of weeks? Do a Firefly Heather? Would you then do a Firefly Funhouse explaining that he was never interested in the title? He just wanted to change Seth. Yeah, that that that's perfect. So that's anyway, like, fun. Have, have have him show up on the Firefly Funhouse and just say it was never about the universal title. It was just bringing out that side of you, and yeah. by then Seth would have completely brought yeah, out completely that side of him. And then you can have him say, "Well, now that you brought that side." Let's see what you can do for yeah. real with like it now coming after your belt. So now what? And then that, that that's when you have Seth, like I said before, have him think he really can do it in his mind. He can't beat the thing. Yeah. And he, he just loses. Like it's like that. Like that's just that. But like, the, I, I think the worst thing that can happen is if you have this dude come on raw tonight, I have that five, five fun house and even worse in person. Like, cause, cause, dude, he's been on Raw like in person for like the past four weeks, 
Like, come yeah. on, like that dude, that's overkill, man. Like, it's overkill for this character. Like, you can't keep, like, after a while, the whole screaming noise and the, the strobe lights, like that, it, it get old quick, man. Like, it, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not gonna lie to you, bro. Like, it, it get old quick. I don't want to keep saying that every week because it's like it's a special attraction. You don't want to keep saying that every week. Like you, like just had an entrance. Like just imagine how you would feel if they did the entrance every week for four weeks yeah. straight. You, 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 it would get boring, man. Like that, that's why me and you talked about it at the beginning when we first said it. That's why the entrance is so cool because we never see it. We we've only seen it twice, and it happened within like what August, September. It happened in a two month span. We've seen the entrance twice. And we're probably going to see it at Survivor Series. And that's a whole month away. At the end of the month of November at that. So basically two months. You know what I'm saying? So it was like... Yeah, yeah, man. Just, I mean, the, the only thing I can say about it is what we're going to see what's going to happen next. Like, I ain't got no crazy predictions for you. I just think we're going to see. And if they decide to put a title on The Fiend, if they decide to make this match official as a Survivor Series, Lord have mercy, put title on this dude if you if you don't want him to win the title don't have him feud with Seth Rollins like it's yeah. that simple, it's that simple like that's all I got to say on that man that's all I got to say on Hell in a Cell absolutely so uh tell me about um AEW live AEW and live yeah, man. experience that was cool I like the show it, it was I mean because you know live shows are always fun like it's, you know you know how it is and then I, I I went with a couple friends, so I you know I bound to have a good time. It was a real good show though, and the the funny thing is, uh, they kept the uh, I know they already announced it, but they kept the commentary out for some of the dark matches. And yeah, now yeah. they they they're gonna show the dark matches on YouTube for free, and it's gonna count to the win loss. And, and I just think that's cool. So yeah, it's, I mean, and, it's unique, isn't it? And one person who I really wanted to point out, dude, I cannot explain to you how over Luchasaurus is like. I I I don't like I'm not saying I don't get him, but like people are like so invested in this character, man. Like it's crazy. Like this dude is literally wrestling in a dinosaur match, and people are like going rabid about him. Like it's and Luchasaurus, like he's like you know how tall this guy is, like how big he, it like, he's a big dude, man. Like and he athletic as hell. So you know the AEW show was cool. You know it was a real fun show. The only thing only thing I ain't like. You know, I, I'm 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 not a, I'm not a big fan of Mr. Mr. Jake Hager. No shit. Sure. No, I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure you know why. Yeah, if, yeah. If, if it's that, like, I'm pretty sure it's obvious at this point. Cause like, like, like this is the thing I I, I hate knowing like wrestlers' personal beliefs because it kind of takes yeah. me out, even though I try to my hardest to separate it. But like, he's so blunt about it. That's what yeah, makes yeah, it hard for me to like you know like when when he came out. I you know I like I didn't even get out of my seat because I I knew I I recognized him from a distance I, from where I was sitting I was like oh well oh well mm-hmm. you know hey it's Jake Hager but I I really didn't care for that but other than that it was a real good show like, you know like like you you know just uh, being a, a, a fan in general you always gonna be biased to the live shows like yeah because you know you like you there in person so it's it's different it's different than watch, it's just than a different experience you know but because what we can just... talk about is Mr. Finn Balor's return and that pop and Tommaso Ciampa. That was that was I think, nice. I think that they should have nice. saved Champa saved Champa for next week. Yeah, for I this just, week. Yeah. I just think like the two in one night was too much. And I also think I thought the 
like what I watched both on TV, and mm. I thought the NXT show was better from a like just a viewing point of view. Mm. But I really really enjoyed AEW as well. Yeah, but both? I think it's fine, one man. one problem with with what I think NXT is doing a little bit is they're worrying a bit too much about what AEW are doing. They were about so the competition. Yeah, instead, instead of, of just putting on a good show, mm-hmm. like because they kind of they've loaded up that show with. I can't, I can't get that bad too. Like it, it, it felt like I know a lot of people said this. I think I even saw you think I ever saw you tweet this. It felt like they they built it up like a takeover card. Like, yeah, what it and was. What happens? What happens this week when it's not a takeover card? Your ratings are just going to go down again because mm-hmm. it's not going to be as good as the week before because you loaded it up so much. Don't get me wrong, Matt Riddle versus Adam Cole was awesome. Oh, yeah, that, that, that was a real good match. And yeah. then, you know, uh, the, the thing about, like, what AEW is doing right now is, like, I don't think they're competing with NXT as much as NXT no. is competing with them. Because, like, when you look at it, like, next week, uh, AEW is going to be in Philly. And they announced months ago that in Philly, the world title is going to be on the line and the women's title is going to be on the line. So, yeah. like, you already expecting that next week. And, like, that works out perfectly while I'm – you know, watching both shows because I, I I was at AEW live uh, last week. So this week I'm gonna watch NXT and then watch AEW after, and then next week watch AEW live with the yeah, world title match. And, yeah, just watch one week. You know, just like carry it like that. But like, I, I kind of get that vibe too that NXT is competing with AEW. AEW's like, yeah, well, you know, like like like, like AEW's competing too. But like, I feel like NXT yeah. is like like the thing is AEW trying at trying it. Get them like they're launching, aren't they? So mm. they're more more concerned with getting everything going and getting stories going and getting setting up their titles and you know all the different stuff that you've got to do when you start a promotion. Mm. Whereas I think NXT is kind of worrying about that, and I feel like if they just focused on having on like if you took AEW out of there and they just decided they're going live, just be NXT like how you yeah. were. For the past whatever years, just be NXT, which has been it, great. Everyone loves NXT. NXT is great. Everybody, and you, like I'm, I really wanted them to go to two hours because I want to see guys like Punishment Martinez and Pete Dunne oh, featured I, weekly. I, I so, cannot wait. <laughs> I cannot wait to see that. That's gonna be it's crazy. gonna be awesome, bro. That's gonna be crazy. Right, it's getting a bit late here now because I just done two podcasts back to back. What are you looking forward to the most this week? Uh, this week, I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to seeing NXT and AEW. Of course, that's gonna be real good. Um, you know, I'm looking forward to NWA Power. Yeah, that that that's gonna be real nice. I can't wait to see that. So, um, and now we should. Can we can we should we do predictions for uh King of Pro Wrestling next Monday? Yeah, yeah, go on then. All right, you so got the matches. Yeah, I got the matches up. Uh you know, they I'm I'm trying to look at it and like most of them I just like the generic, you know, the six man tags that Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? But uh the special matches we got uh Liger versus Suzuki. That's gonna Suzuki. be a good good because you know Liger has gotta win that, I mean. Nah, you think so? Because you know Li- Liger's doing the um Retirement tour, though, isn't he? Like, like, is doing the the kitchen liger now. Like the oh, is the, he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, behind. I am. He yeah. he's he's doing the old version of like well, not the uh, old version, but the the okay. evil no, version. I, I changed my changed my selection. Then. Yeah, 
Okay, so next we got uh, the IWGB Junior Heavyweight title. We got Will Ospreay defending against El Fantasmo. I think Will Ospreay retains, of yeah. course. But see, the crazy thing is Will Ospreay said during a recent interview, he said that he kind of felt like NJPW was like throwing the, the, the weight of the Junior Heavyweight division on his back because none of the other Junior Heavyweights are stepping up. Like he feels like he's literally – I mean, it's kind of true. Like he ain't lying. Yeah. Like, it's, like he just feels like he's carrying the division, and that's what it is. And oh yeah, I, I do. I do want to ask you. Uh, what? What? Are, are you kind of? Are you sad about uh, young shooter Umino going on excursion and he won't be with John Moxley anymore? Like that's not happening. Yeah. Shoot, shoot, shooter. He got promoted, so he's going to the UK, and he probably won't be in New Japan for you know for a while. So that yeah. that 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 partnership is done, man. I love that. It was yeah, so but, cool. So yeah, John Mo- John Moxley. He he's defending the. Uh, the title, his IWGB US heavyweight title against Juice Robinson, a no EQ match. Uh, I, I think Juice gets the title back because John yeah. Moss is doing AEW TV every week, and I don't think he's gonna be able to commit to you know that's that that's nah. yeah. I think he'll he John Moxley will drop the title now, and then we won't see him in New Japan probably until the rest, rest of Kingdom. Yeah, yeah. Because okay, let, 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 let me ask you this. So last week, uh, Sports Illustrated reported that uh, Chris Jericho. Versus Hiroshi Tanahashi is several Wrestle Kingdom, and Tony Khan got asked about it at the at the uh, post DC media scrum, and he didn't deny it, but he didn't, you know, he didn't agree and say yeah. that was true. So what I think is that could possibly build a bridge between NJPW and AEW, but NJPW is still working with Ring of Honor, so like it's like like it's like you 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 never know what could happen, but I I think that if Chris Jericho is going to compete at Wrestle Kingdom, that might allow, open the door for other talents to compete at Wrestle Kingdom. Because John Moxley did say, he said 100% that he's going to be wrestling at Wrestle Kingdom. He said that there's nothing that's going to get in the way of that. And like, he is for sure going to be at Wrestle Kingdom. So, that's going to be yeah, cool. Yeah, I think um big problem, obviously, is Ring of Honor. And Ring of Honor, if they lose that partnership with oh boy, it's brand, a, they're in trouble. Uh, Real and, and, and then you know they they just I don't know how that that affects their partnership with CML CML because you know Roosh just won the world title and I sure. think yeah I don't think that was I don't think they like that or CML no. didn't like that or for no. him and Dragon Lee you know that so that that I guess that's well I guess we gonna see but that seemed like that's a damaged damaged relationship right there yeah. and the, the NWA just separated from Ring of Honor to start their own thing so man if Ring of Honor loses that partnership with New Japan and they can't do like, you know, have LIJ on the on the ROH tours and they don't do the honor rising shows anymore in Japan, like phew, Ring of Honor's looking bad. And then they, they, they couldn't even they couldn't even sell out Samstown. And Samstown's like what I don't even think that's eight hundred people that could fit in and that's like two hundred. It's like it's a small venue. Like it's like probably one fifty, one hundred fifty people max and they couldn't sell that out. They had to give away tickets. Right. Oh, that's because like like not even two years ago Ring of Honor was so hot definitely but I, I think that's also a credit to like you know the Young Bucks and Kenny and Cody yeah. Adam like, Cole like Adam exactly like and then another thing I know a lot of people were like you know they, they sold out MSG I mean when they first announced that show Everyone thought the elite was going to be there. Exactly. No, like th- there was no mention of the AEW. Like nobody, they, they, I think All Out was already coming, but 
they didn't, you know. Yeah, they didn't they, know. Yeah, they didn't know. Just, uh, just to keep going, so uh, we don't you know, keep going on time. Uh, Kota Ibushi is putting his uh, IWGP Heavyweight Championship contract against Evil. Uh, I think Kota's Kota's gonna win. Yeah, Kota's gonna win because because he okay. So and then we got Okada defending the IWGP Heavyweight title against Sonata. I'm tired of seeing this match. I'm tired of seeing it. This happens too much. Uh, Okada yeah. retains, but what I do want, what I do want to ask you is they they're doing the back to back Tokyo Dome shows this year well next year. So a lot of people been saying that the way they might go is somebody wins the IWGP Intercontinental Title the first night, somebody wins the IWGP Heavyweight Title the first night. They clash second night, went take all. So what I think is. I think I think at the end of all that, it's either going to be Kota Ibushi or Tetsuya Naito holding both belts. Because I definitely think Kota's going to win out of BGP Heavyweight yeah, title. I, I, I think, yeah, uh, Kota Ibushi is definitely going to win the heavyweight title. 100%. I'd mm-hmm. be amazed if he doesn't. Him versus... Uh, Okada. Him versus Okada. And then... And then him versus Naito the next night would just be incredible. So good. What a weekend. But oh yeah. boy, it's a lot of a lot of wrestling, man. Oh, a lot yeah. of wrestling. So the, so the next time I'll be on is what's that Survivor Series or, or we are Crown yeah. Jewel if you want to do Crown Jewel. No, no, the ne- next time well yeah, the next time going to be Crown Jewel and then shall we do a full gear? Cause I'll be there. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll do that. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we can do that. All right. Sweet. Tell the people where they can find you on Twitter. Uh, they can find me at uh, Ad Thompson, and you can check out my interviews and you know all that good stuff. And and I'll be dropping the interview tomorrow. So, boom. Yeah. Check yeah. it out. <laughs> you can uh, see all our shows video youtubecom slash nation Twitter at acecast underscore nation. And facebook.com slash acecastnation. Thank you for joining me, mate. Appreciate your time. Sweet. Cheers, guys. Thanks for watching. And uh, Andrew, it's always a pleasure, bro. That was a good talk. I didn't even realize two hours flew by that quick. Yeah. That was good. Good time. See you guys. Podcast Network.